Well, there's never a dull moment when you're tracking Cormani McLean. He's at the Under Armour All-America game, and he did confirm it. He's still a University of Miami commit. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So yesterday afternoon, we talked about Cormani McLean showing up to Under Armour All-America wearing Canes gear from head to toe. Uh, he showed up, of course, today for the media day. And the only thing he said before declining interviews was he did, he was asked to confirm if he is a Miami Hurricanes commit. And he did confirm it. He threw up the U to pose for pictures. And Manny Navarro from The Athletic has reported that Cormani could uh, make things even more official on January 15th. That's a day to look out for. Um, it's kind of a weird situation because those of you who follow recruiting, you understand that, well, he missed the early signing window uh, and he can't officially sign a national letter of intent until February 1st. So what's this January 15th thing about? Apparently he can sign a, uh, a grant in aid agreement to enroll in the university if he chooses to do that. And he could have the ceremony that he didn't have on National Signing Day on the 21st at Lakeland, the one that he didn't make it to. So, yes, my head is spinning just like all of your heads have been spinning because for the last uh, week and a half following this Cormani McLean saga, it's it's been exhausting. And I don't necessarily know if it's his fault. I mean, yeah, he didn't sign a national letter of intent, but the young man's not really saying anything. So everyone out there who's like, why is this guy such a drama queen? How come Cormani is such a diva? Like, I, I think maybe part of his problem is he doesn't talk enough, right? When you think about divas, they're the guys who are like going out of their way to, you know, me, me, me being so outspoken. It's the rest of us who are really doing the talking for Cormani. He has said little to nothing about this, but the young man keeps showing up everywhere, wearing Miami gear, throwing up the U. You know, my understanding is when he didn't sign uh, last week, there could be administrative reasons behind that and he still wants to be a hurricane but i do think it's fair to say and we're going to bring in the man the myth the legend here larry bluestein like blue even if cormani mcclain does you know right now consider himself a miami commit until he signs that national letter of intent there's going to be a lot of vultures circling right there are going to be other schools who are going to keep recruiting him until he officially puts pen to paper yeah well that's i guess he's kind of He's kind of created this because of the fact that he must have some deal with somebody that he can't talk to any media except for this one group. And that's really, really holding this whole thing up because oh. it's a shame. I mean, you know, I mean, I was told uh, at the state championship games uh, he was going to talk to a couple of people after the game. And then all of a sudden I saw the, these disgruntled reporters and, uh, media types come over and I said, what's wrong? And they go, well, his mom says that he can't talk to anybody because he has a deal with somebody else. <laughs> so, Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's going to remain a mystery because whoever it is, 
that has his it's somebody's doing a documentary and it was an exclusive documentary and um yeah isn't that crazy and that so is crazy never, wow yeah you, you're never gonna know anything uh you know like manny and i manny navarro and i i, I he and i have a kind of a running uh joke with this because um at the state game, you know, he was telling me all this. And then all of a sudden I saw him over there, uh, I believe with David Wilson uh, from the Miami Herald and they were talking to him uh, and I took a picture and uh, all of a sudden, the next thing I know is <laughs> that picture was up on uh, the athletic website a couple of days ago. And I said, wow, that's a pretty neat picture. And he says, well, he said, and Manny said to me, it's more exclusive than you think. He goes, this will be the only time you'll ever see anybody talk, him ever talking to the to the media. And uh, oh. he actually wasn't talking on the record. He was just having a conversation with them. Yeah. And uh, I um, and I snapped a photo of it. And uh, Manny and I got a little chuckle out of that. I, and um, yeah, it, it's a strange situation. But, you know, I think. You know, you never know what the people, especially in this NIL world, kind of come up with. And maybe part of his NIL deal with this uh, media company who's doing a uh, documentary with him is to uh, be exclusive with them. And I'm sure that he's going to be compensated uh, for it because there's no other reason why. I mean, why would you not talk to, you know, even I didn't even talk to the Lakeland Ledger. And, uh, you know, wow. uh, yeah, didn't talk to the just, local paper, huh? Yeah. I wouldn't even talk to the local paper. And yeah. So everybody I talked to, I said, well, what did he say? So as long as you didn't have pen to hand and in hand and, and microphone up, he was like talking his butt off. But once they started interviewing, I think it was mom who intervened and told these guys that, uh, he has an exclusive right with somebody else. And, uh, so this is this thing will be a mystery till February. So he I, can... I learn I learn something new every day about Cormani McLean. This, yeah, this is, yeah, that, well, that 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 and you know what that helps me connect a lot of the dots as to why he does precious few interviews. Right, he doesn't do any. I mean, yeah, you, you yeah, won't yeah. now. You won't see him do any because of the fact that it, <clears throat> you know that's why you said that he's not talking to anybody at the Under Armour game is that's the reason, um, you know, I mean, and he probably now, by now, I think the reporters are even shying away from him. I'm sure the yeah. Under Armour people don't like that too much because that's part of their, you know, everything that makes them pretty special is they expose these kids right after practices and, and uh, you know, he, and I'm sure he sits there and has a conversation, but as soon as somebody asks him a pertinent question, you know, <laughs> Wow. He, be, he becomes Helen Keller pretty quick. I did not know that. Wow. And yeah. okay. So, so th yeah. th that, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense. And obviously I don't love that, uh, but, no. you know, but you makes, know what, yeah. like I said, Alex, in this, in this, uh, world of NIL deals and everybody getting their slice of the pie, I guess, uh, when, you know, somebody approaches you and say, we're going to give you X amount of dollars, you know, to be, uh, have exclusivity to, uh, uh, I think they're doing some type of documentary because they're following them around uh, throughout the entire game and after the game in Lakeland. I'm sure they, and from what I've heard, he, they've been around all the practices and, you know, and I mean, and, and you know, I'm sure Coach Castle doesn't like that at Lakeland, but yeah. you know what? 
uh, he's not his problem anymore. And now, now the kid's uh, pretty much out there. And uh, like you said, he can say all he wants, but he can't officially sign or now yeah. with uh, Miami till the first uh, of February, I believe it is. And uh, yeah. So there you go. That's it in a nutshell. So Miami fans, so it's, it's only going to be speculation now what he says, because people are going to, and like you said, people are going to make up things, but the real fan that knows the situation is going to go, nah, he couldn't have said it because he's not saying it. Mm. So. Well, so, so that, that, that's pretty illuminating stuff off the field. Now on the field, I lean on your expertise a lot because nobody watches more high school football than you, especially in the state of Florida. Uh, if Miami does end up bringing in Cormani McLean, g- give me your best insight on on what type of a corner he is. Yeah, gr- a really good football player. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He has been ever since the tenth grade at Lake Gibson, and uh, you know, a tremendous uh, athlete. And but probably his problem was being so good is they never really threw his way this year. And uh, that was one of the things. And even in the state game, I don't think that Venice threw, I mean, uh, excuse me. uh, Yeah. Venice. I I don't think Venice threw on his, in his way one time. In fact, we, most we saw him do was, you know, trying to, you know, block or fend off blocks or so. So that's one of the things when you're becoming such a, you know, uh, you know, one of those no, no fly zone type of kids. And there's been, you know, Patrick Peterson was one of those in high school as well. So, yeah, it happens. Uh, but um, very skilled kid. You could tell he's rangy kid at six, two and a half, kind of thinnish, but uh, deceptively strong, very athletic. And, uh, you know, he and, you know, like I say, when people ask me, you, you look at Damari Brown and Damari Brown has probably accomplished a whole lot more because of the fact that he's had opportunities and, you know, when he played and uh, you know, this, this past year, especially, you know, he would go against Edwin Lewis, Edwin Joseph, and he would go up against, you know, some of the top kids from Cardinal Gibbons. And he had a chance to go against the two kids uh, from, um, from Jacksonville bulls. And then all of all of obviously in the state championship game, uh, you know, he had Seymour uh, that he went uh, went against or one of the top receivers that uh, uh, that Miami Central had. So he's had more of the opportunities. And that's why a lot of people are saying, well, you know, there's a lot of fans that are, you know, a little upset with Cormani for not uh, signing on National Signing Day. And then now they're reverting to, you know, Brown is this and Brown is that, which he is. Uh, but uh, you like to have them both. And, yes. Uh, if, they, if, if, and hopefully if he says what everybody says, he said, which I heard your, you talk about John Garcia and John's a good guy, a real good, real good dude. And he knows his stuff. And so, you know, and, and, but I heard that yesterday, somebody told me who's up there that he arrived and he had university of Miami uh, tire on, but you know, I've seen it before. Uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, I've seen where these kids show up and have University of Miami stuff on, uh, you know, from the beginning and uh, they never went there. But uh, we'll see. It's uh, it's it's certainly a great conversation, but let it be known that, uh, you know, it's it's not his doing that. He's not talking. It's just mm. that I guess he has an agreement with somebody else. And, uh, you know, we found that out. But I, and I had asked a bunch of people why. And uh, they told me that. You know, his mother, who I think is controlling this entire uh, deal here. Seems uh, that way. Yeah. Yeah. She's the one who told all these media people that, uh, you know, right now he's got an, and she was cordial about it from what I understand. And, but, uh, 
Yeah, it, it makes no sense. I mean, if, if you strike up a deal and and and, and you want to follow them around, that's one thing. But but these people who are doing documentaries aren't into immediate news. You yeah, know? I, I, mean, I, I wish they shared some of this news. If they're if they're if yeah. they're the only ones getting anything official on the record, I wish that they could share some of this. Yeah, stuff, but. yeah. But I think that if they did, I think maybe this this could be all them, you know, yeah. orchestrating all this. When you think about it, because you know, I mean, it would have been. Their, their little documentary would have been over last week. <laughs> so now they get an opportunity. <laughs> they get, you know, more, to they, they get to get the footage of the uneaten cake at, at Lakeland exactly. High. Exactly. And and now they're up at Under Armour. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm sure they are following them around just to probably prolong this uh, documentary and, and wow. even make it more. I, you know what? I'm just speculating, but I would, yeah, sure. it all sounds like that, doesn't it? It, it sure does. Well, I, I want to get uh, Larry Bluestein's take. And by the way, you guys know our boy Blue. He is uh, an absolute legend. AM560 Sports WQIM in South Florida, the sixth ring. He's been covering high school football at a high level and, and recruiting and college football. Uh, I want to get Blue's take and scouting report on TJ Capers, uh, elite five-star edge rusher for the class of 2024. He's from Mario Cristobal's alma mater at Columbus High, and he's got Miami among his finalists. So we're going to talk about capers right after we talk about betonline.net. My goodness, guys. This is my go-to spot every single day. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season, which I'm loving right now, basketball, soccer, combat sports. We've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Dono alongside Larry Bluestein. So, Blue, um, I, I'd be disappointed if he didn't have Miami in his finalists, uh, considering where he goes to high school South Florida area player, five-star edge rusher from Columbus, TJ Capers. And it's interesting because Miami is the only Florida school in his top five. So he's got a, a very national recruitment. Uh, Colorado is in his top five. Coach Prime seems to be getting on everybody's short list. Miami, Louisville, Georgia, and Alabama uh, so what can you tell me about this elite prospect, six foot two, two thirty, going to be heading into his senior season next year from Columbus? Going to be a four year starter for, for, for one. I mean, he started out as a linebacker. Um, potentially he's as good as you get. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he's quick, he's long, he's everything you want in a football player. Uh, unfortunately didn't get a chance to finish out the year and play in the state championship game. He had surgery uh, on his knee, uh, which I, I know really hurt him because he worked so hard to get it. I think what you're going to see in 2023 out of, out of TJ is someone who can put up just amazing numbers. Cause you got to remember now that um, 
Columbus returns Dalen Russell, uh, interior defensive tackle, who had a monster year, just a monster year. I think he had 11 tackles in the state championship game, bunch of quarter, uh, quarterback pressures. Now enter Willis McGahee Jr., who comes over from Miami Palmetto at the other edge rusher. And uh, who, who are you going to pay more attention to? So now you got Capers, you got Dalen Russell, you got uh, McGahee, uh, a great linebacking core uh, that's coming back. And he is really going to be spotlighted a lot because it's going to take him a while. To, you know, in the offseason, I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of him only because of the fact that he's going to have to get over this injury. So everything that you saw this year um, is, is something that a lot of people were just amazed by. Great kid really good student in the classroom, uh, great family support. Um, and then, like I said, you know, you're at a place like Christopher Columbus and you're, you're learning a lot every day. And Dave Dunn, I think one of the premier high school football coaches in South Florida. I mean, here's a guy that spent 18 years at the collegiate level and then came back uh, to Columbus and then, you know, and, and, and is, learn, is teaching these kids a lot, not only about the game, but about life and TJ's just, he's one of those dudes, you know, that you look at him and physically he's intimidating. And like I said, 2023 could really be an amazing year for him because there's no way you're going to be able to double team him. There's just no way because, you know, there's other players on that defensive front and they may have the premier defensive front uh, of anybody. If, and I know you've never had a chance to see Willis McGahee's uh, junior, but he's another freak of nature. And then you put him on the other end and then Dalen in the middle and uh, TJ's looking pretty damn good. Where, where, where's McGahee's kid considering going? Do you know? Don't know, but he's really blown up over the last year. He's got, if his dad had a size, he'd probably still be playing. He's uh. <laughs> he's kid six, two and a half, almost six, three, 235 wow. pounds. Wow. Um, good a real, you know, I'm sure that Miami's definitely going to be in the mix. And you think about, if you bring in those two along with an emerging uh, hurricane Bain, who's going to obviously maybe be in an interior play over the next two, three years, you'd probably gain, you know, up to 35 pounds and put them in the middle. Cause you'd definitely don't want to put him in the, you know, in the interior at 250 pounds, especially right. if he's going against 340 pound offensive linemen. So you figure those three right there could be the future along with, with the kid Wayne that's coming in. Um, you know, that's going to be a defensive front. And if you remember, the thing is, is the edge rush position isn't Miami's problem. It's just getting stocking yeah. up in the middle and getting interior guys. You know, you have Leonard Taylor, uh, you, you're going to have a couple of other kids in this, this class. So yeah, definitely. Uh, if, if he picks Miami and, you know, there's a good chance he will for a number of reasons, but one of the reasons is uh, he could be part of one of the premier defensive fronts uh, in the country over the next couple of years. And uh, that's something that uh, probably would be appealing to him. Well, coming up next, uh, I've, I've got a scoop on a big-time player who may, in fact, visit Miami before this recruiting process is over. I want to get Blue's take on this player and – by popular demand, because uh, that one of our listeners mm -hmm. keeps asking me on Twitter. I don't think he cares about my take. He wants Larry Bluestein's scouting report on Emory Williams, the new Miami Hurricanes quarterback signee who's coming in in the class of 2023. So got a lot coming up here, folks, on Locked on Canes. Want to remind you guys of the importance of driving sober. 
you're heading out with some friends, putting back a few drinks. And I know that this coming weekend is a time a lot of you will be doing that. A few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay, right? It's no big deal. Well, what are the odds who get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk, but the results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's life forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So uh, one of my colleagues who's out at Under Armour All-America today, you know, obviously Cormani McLean is out there not talking, but Nicholas Harbour uh, did say he might, in fact, visit Miami. Now, remember, Harbour is, I think he's the top remaining unsigned player because most of the five stars and four stars have signed somewhere by now but harbor is not only unsigned but uncommitted because he's got such a rigorous track schedule he's a track star uh he's taken his process all the way to february and miami is among his finalists they're not believed to be the favorite but maryland which is the hometown team for him could be the favorite michigan south carolina lsu and miami and he's got one more official visit to take and he's been deciding between Miami or LSU on where to take that visit. And Harbor did say he may end up making that visit to Miami to kind of scratch that itch. And as we always say, even if Miami's not the favorite, you get someone in for a visit. Cristobal's usually pretty good at closing the deal. So, you know, Blue, you talked about Miami being pretty stacked at the edge. That's one of the positions Harbor could play, but he could also play tight end, and I kind of wonder, even though he's gigantic, maybe jumbo wide receiver, it seems like you can get creative with this guy because he's so fast. Well, that's a good point. I mean, obviously, he's listed as an edge rusher. He's 6'5", 225 pounds, runs a 10'3'7". Jeez. <laughs> I mean, that alone, if you get a 5'9", 160-pounder, that's pretty damn good. And that's, <laughs> good luck that's covering him. But 6'5", 225 pounds, um, he's got a chance. To, and, I, and you know what? The wide receiver position would be perfect for him because yeah. he does. He's not doesn't. It's not real tight. He's a loose type of guy because of his running. Uh, he's very athletic, as you mentioned. He could probably play two, three different positions. Um, an amazing looking kid. You know, obviously, you had mentioned Maryland as being one of the favorites. Uh, certainly, they, they, they've they been able to get some pretty, pretty good talent. Michigan being in the Big Ten and, and a program where you get a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of play. Uh, Oregon being another program that, uh, you know, they're, they're, Coach Lanning is doing a tremendous job of recruiting and playing on his days at Georgia and some of the things that he's done. Um, Alabama's, I heard, in, in the mix. Uh, 
those close to him think that South Carolina probably has the edge right now, mm. uh, only because of the fact that they, you know, they pursued him from the beginning. Uh, you know, they're talking track, they're talking everything with him, and uh, perhaps they may have uh, talked about playing the wide receiver position like you did. And I'm sure that if he signed with Miami, uh, Mario Cristobal would let him pretty much serve dinner if he wanted to. So, <laughs> you know. Just to get him, just to get him on campus, but and I think Mario would let him run track because Chris Johnson's going to run track, so they they'd let him run track for sure. No doubt. I mean, you and, know, and maybe get, get him in on a track scholarship like Butch Davis used to do, so you still have uh, eighty-five football scholarships available. Yeah, like Moss was on a track yeah. scholarship because he could run so well. And think about this guy too. You know, I mean, I mean, look back at Ed Reed. I mean, Ed Reed was uh, you know uh, a Big East decathlon champion, and 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 uh, uh, amazing. So when you get when you get uh, tremendous athletes and, and and certainly you know this is superior guy like chris johnson you know you know some people asked me the other day who is the fastest high school football player you know that i've ever seen in in this in south florida and yeah you know tony gator was extremely fast one of the fastest but when you're talking about elite usa olympic type of speed uh you're looking at a guy like Chris Johnson, who was um, already a junior national uh, sprinting champion and also a young man like him. So, yeah, uh, I think Miami's going to give it their best. Hopefully it's going to be enough. But I think that what he's going to do, you know, he's from Archbishop Carroll excuse me, in Washington, D.C. area. Uh, so he's familiar with a lot of the players that are, you know, coming to Miami. And, and, and certainly there's some of the kids that went to IMG Academy from that area as well. And uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, he would be a great in- addition, uh, uh, but he would be sort of like uh, a surprise, you know, I mean, because he really wasn't on the initial list. And, you know, he wasn't one of those guys that we got to get him. We got to get him. So if they do come away with him, that just adds to what has been just an amazing uh, recruiting class. So, all right, I got to get your scouting report on incoming 2023 quarterback, because as we've talked about before, he plays in a part of Florida and at a high school at Milton that, you know, doesn't get he does have a, a wide receiver teammate who's who's, uh, you know, been recruited by Georgia. I think he's headed to Georgia. But Emery Williams, newest Miami quarterback, you know, doesn't get as much buzz, and he was an Elite 11 finalist over the summer and performed very well. What can you tell our listeners and viewers about Emery Williams? Well, I tell everybody this story. Two years ago, I was at one of the mega camps that FSU uh, held, and, you know, there's 800 kids, maybe even more. There are 40 different colleges. And I was uh, talking with Coach Odell Hagens, who I've known forever, and uh, we look over, and I says, who's this guy? I says, this kid's – I know he's in T-shirt and shorts, but – he's making some throws out here. And Odell looks at me and shrugs his shoulders because I'm really not sure. And so I walked over to him. I says, where are you from? And uh, he says, well, I'm from Milton. I said, oh, okay. And he told me, I said, what's your name? He says, Emery Williams. And I said, wow. Um, So I kind of jotted down his name. And when I got back, uh, you know, I put him on the prospect watch. I did a little thing on him that I saw him, you know, throw, although it wasn't in a game. And then I flipped in his video and I watched him play. And I said, damn, <laughs> this kid for a 10th grader at the time is making all the throws. And uh, I'm real close to Ty Wise. 
uh, who was who's a coach in the Panhandle, former University of Miami Center, one of the best they've had. Um, and I called up Ty to ask him, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. We played him. Um, you know, he's got some growing up to do, growing up to do." And you know, we kind of left it at that. And then all of a sudden, uh, when Frank Ponce got the job, uh, he called me up and he goes, "There's this kid in the Panhandle that some people are starting to talk about." So I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I said, "Well, actually, I I think I initially put him out there." I says, "Is, is that Emery Williams?" He goes, "Yeah." And uh, Frank went to see him. And uh, when he came back, he goes, I'm telling you, man, this kid's special. Talked to Ty Wise again this year after they played him again. He goes, I'll tell you, Blue, he's really, really transformed into something special. He makes all the throws. He's a big kid. Uh, he's got some mobility to him. But the one thing is, is he's deadly accurate. And um, he seems in a very bright kid, over three plus in, in the in the classroom. Um and there you have it. I mean, there's a kid right there that went from just, uh, okay, you know, just when they had Rashada on the line, he, the, you know, Emery was just a throw-in, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, well, we, oh, yeah, by the way, we also have Emery. Now when they're talking about quarterbacks and you talk to Frank or you talk to anybody like that, especially now that the kid signed, um, they, they, they can't talk uh, enough positives about him and getting him in here and having a chance for him to be in a competition, but at the same time, learn a lot from TVD, uh, learn a lot just being in that room with the, and it's become a really, really good room because I, as of right now, I don't see Jake Garcia. I don't see anybody leaving. And, right. uh, you know, and, 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 you know, people, I, from what I heard, Jake's been, you know, offered these other jobs, you know, at different schools, but I think he just likes Miami and, you know, I mean, and, and listen, I've, I've heard it before, you know, where people, but win, lose or draw, he's coming in, he'll be in, 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 in this program. And I'm telling you, he's going to elevate this room's size. He's everything that Miami wants because he's, you know, the over the six, three type of quarterback, I believe six, four almost. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Makes all the throws and he's mobile an intelligent kid. And that's all the, that, uh, and he's a competitor and he's not, and that's why he could have easily, when everybody started getting on him, you know, when they found out about him, he could say, you know what, you know, Miami's nice, but they've got this guy and that guy, but he want he wants to smoke and, uh, he's going to get it. I love it. Well, fantastic stuff as always. Make sure you follow Blue on Twitter at Larry Bluestein. Check out his shows on 560 WQAM and on the 6th Ring Kane. And Blue, I can't thank you enough. And if I don't talk to you before, happy new year coming up. And I hope you're having a great holiday season. You too. Thanks so much, Alex. It's our pleasure always. And guys, make sure after you make us your first listen, you make Locked On Sports Today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your pods. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Canes, part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.